my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church, and I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It is such an incredible privilege uh, to be able to share with you on this absolutely fantastic summer's day, uh, broadcasting from uh, from Adelaide. Uh, this week, we're looking at the Bible and the paranormal in a faithless world. Yesterday, Nick and Will looked at, is the paranormal just innocent fun? Today, we ask, how should I regard Halloween. Now I know Halloween disappeared a, uh, a number of uh, of weeks ago, but we want to come back to it today. We want to talk to it and just uh, and just look at what Halloween is really saying. Uh, today our co-host is uh, Eric Hoare. Now Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church. Welcome to you, Eric, once again. Well, thanks, Gary, and uh, it's good to be back here again. And you must almost sleep and uh, talk. You're on the radio all the time. You must be just about sleeping. Well, I do enjoy drink. it. I've got. To I've got to admit, I mean, um, people tell me that I finally found the uh, the right spot for for me. Um, I, I do really enjoy sitting and talking on the uh, on the radio. It's wonderful to be able to touch base with so many fantastic people too, who uh, who are able to dig into uh, the word of the word of God. But Eric, look, tell us, uh, you're pastor of the Indigenous Church. What are you up to at the at the present time here in Adelaide? Yeah, well, uh, we had our basically almost our last Bible study for the year last week because this. Uh, this week here, school holidays come in the following week. So what we're planning to do tomorrow is actually take them out. Uh, we're going out for a meal together. And, uh, yeah, we, we put it on for them. And uh, we were going to Salisbury North Football Club there in Bagster Road. They actually have um, a, a Christmas menu on at lunchtime, which is really cool. So you get your plum puddings and all those sorts of lovely things. So we're going to decorate the table out for them. And uh, I've got some Christmas serviettes there and a bit of tinsel. And we've got a little gift for each one. So what this little gift is, uh, we thought about what we could get them this year. And uh, one of our uh, Indigenous folk is an artist. And uh, she buys these little geckos, little lizards um, made out of metal, and she paints them with Aboriginal colours. They look mm-hmm. really nice. Mm-hmm. They've got spots mm-hmm. on them, golden, you know. Mm-hmm. And so she's made twenty of those to hand out tomorrow. I hope none of wow. the hope none of the Aboriginal people listening <laughs> so, yeah, don't know what they're getting tomorrow. But it's just something special. And we pay her just a small amount for that. She doesn't yeah. charge much, and, and and they really appreciate it. It's something that's got a hook on it. You can put them up in the wall or wherever you want to put them. So we try and make it really special for them. So um, we'll gather and we'll have a prayer, and then we'll have we'll all eat together and have a fun time and uh, have our hats on and different things. So, yeah, Yeah, it'll be lovely for them. You know, one of the things I I, I really appreciate being part of a a community of faith is the fellowship that you're actually able Mm. to become involved with because I know that uh, sometimes people think, you know, going to church is, uh, uh, you know, the sort of thing that you do for an hour a week. You don't really get to see anybody. But it's actually an an, an amazing amount of fellowship and, and sharing and support that you can actually gain from each other, isn't it? Yes. And, you know, at Elizabeth Church where we go and have our Bible snap, there's a, a wonderful lady there. I'll just promote her tonight. And it's Vilma. And she's always there. She almost should have a sleeping bag there. She does so much work there. She's yeah. got a 
beautiful voice and when we have our bible study each week she actually sings a hymn she'll sing a christian song to us which uplifts the uh the aboriginal group so much and we've also got two other people that come and and they actually look after the children while we're having our bible study so they're going to come along we've invited them along and we'll give them a special time and thank them because there's those uh, volunteers that help in the background that are unrecognized and do so much for people you know yeah no i i I really appreciate what you're saying there because uh, i know that uh, myself i've had the privilege of being able to, to minister on a number of occasions to our uh, to our uh, indigenous folk and uh, the thing that really stands out to me is that uh, each time I'm impressed at the level of spirituality you know sometimes mm. as a uh, as a white Caucasian I'm conscious that uh, church becomes a little bit of a, a formality for white Caucasians sometimes and of course that's my uh, particular uh, background but uh, certainly the indigenous people that I've ministered to have always had an incredibly deep spirituality. Do you find that as well? I do, and they've been through so much in their lives. Um, and when you're looking through various verses of the Bible, I'm always appreciative of uh, of their thoughts. In fact, what we what we just started to do is that instead of me or Pastor David taking our lesson, we just have one of the um, one of the Aboriginal folks comes up and uh, they just lead us through it, and we have a good, really good discussion time. Yeah. And their prayers are very deep and powerful. Um, they really care a lot about each other and about uh, their family, and they're very family orientated, very much connected to the land. And so, you know, they love God so much. You know, they are deeply spiritual, as you're saying, and and they're not closed minded. They're, yeah. they're willing to listen yeah. to what's being yeah. presented from the Bible. Yeah, you know? yeah. That level of spirituality is something that, to me, I, I believe our indigenous people can actually teach. Uh, certainly, a lot of the, you know, us Caucasian people, um, a great deal about. It's, uh, uh, it certainly has challenged me. I think of a number of occasions when I've had uh, had occasions to minister. Somebody will come in with a guitar and mm-hmm. uh, certainly uh, share for, you know, just in music for three quarters of an hour while people share their stories. And uh, that is something that uh, uh, that changes the lives of other people as well when that when that well, does occur. I found it a blessing in my life to mix with them and to get to know them more. I would not have done that if it hadn't been for the ministry, God's calling. And I've really appreciated that. I count it kind of great honour to sit with them and to be with them and to understand, you know, where they're coming from and what's happening in their lives. Yeah. And um, you know, we've had many many good pastors here. We now have a lot of Aboriginal. Uh, pastors that take it up that are fully Aboriginal now, and that's that's a blessing. They go to Mamarafa College, which is an Aboriginal yeah. college in Western Australia, and they they do the full course and they're stepping out and leading their own people, which is really mm. great. You know, yeah, mm. yeah. No, it, it, I I really want to take my hat off to our Indigenous folk. They, uh, and particularly our Indigenous pa- pastors, they mm. uh, do such an amazing, a wonderful uh, ministry, and it's always a spiritual ministry. Uh, guys, look, let's come to our worldwide segment uh, today and uh, uh, I came across an article that uh, uh, just in the last day or two that uh, uh, really jumped out at me it was on the faith wire uh, website and uh, uh, simply uh, the title said this is Disney further mainstreaming the occult uh, with the launch of villains tarot Cards. Now, when I read this, I, I sort of thought, surely not, because we're at that time of the year, of course, where uh, people are starting to think of buying Christmas gifts for their uh, for their children. There are so many people who might pick 
this up uh, as uh, something quite innocent, when in actual fact it's exactly the opposite. Now, this is what the article actually said. Uh, is, uh, is Disney, the ever iconic children's uh, entertainment company, stepping into the occult with the launch of a new tarot card set? Uh, the new villains tarot cards featuring Disney's most famous antagonists are certain to spark controversy and concern especially amongst Christians who understand the biblical warnings against these tools that are all too often inappropriately and inaccurately paraded as mere parlor games. The card set wasn't officially launched directly by Disney, though the company reportedly has licensed images of some of its most famous villains to be used in the deck, uh, and now the cards are making their ways onto holiday gift lists. Religion News Service led its coverage of the new tarot set with the following proclamation. With Villain's Tarot Deck, Disney pushes the mystical practice further into the mainstream. Before we continue on the Disney tarot front, perhaps a brief brief history and explainer on tarot is warranted. Tarot decks, which have been around for about 600 years, are widely used by mediums, psychics and others who try to predict the future with the 78 cards. They, at first, uh, the game uh, emerged in 15th century Europe, but by the 1700s, the the cards took on an entirely new meaning. The Encyclopedia Britannia has more on this tool and how psychics use it. The adaption of tarots to occult and fortune-telling purposes first occurred in France about 1780. For fortune-telling, each tarot card is assigned a meaning. The cards of the major areas refer to spiritual matters and important trends in the questioner's life. In the minor areas, these these cards deal with business matters and career ambitions, cups of love, swords with conflict, and coins with money and material comfort. The tarot deck is shuffled by the questioner, and then the fortune teller lays out a few of the cards. Now let's get back to the villain's tarot deck. Uh, this isn't the first time Disney characters have unofficially made their way onto tarot cards, but Religious News Service points out that Inside Editions, the company behind the new deck, said Disney uh, officially licensed their characters this time. This means the tarot cards are purportedly the first mass-produced tarot cards with official Disney licensing. The outlet noted, tarot readers are already apparently responding well to the villain's deck, especially considering reports that Disney gave the product its official blessing. Having Disney enter the market with their own decks was nice because it has be- because it's uh, uh, become uh, the- it's been comes with the company's blessing. A tarot reader said, uh, other theme decks concerned Hocus Pocus and Alice in Wonderland are reportedly on the way and one uh, for The Nightmare Before Christmas is already on the market. Meanwhile, tarot card reading appears to be on the uptick more generally with people increasingly using the practice for self-care. But here's the problem. Tarot is an occult practice and as uh, Got Questioned notes, Uh, Tarot cards are associated with divination, 
unlocking the secrets of the future by occult, supernatural means. The biblical explainer site continues, divination is strictly prohibited in the Bible. Numerous Bible verses speak out against using mediums and psychics. Leviticus 19 says, "Do not turn to wisdoms, uh, do not turn to mediums, do not seek them out, uh, do not make yourselves unclean by them, for I am the Lord your God." Sadly, it's no surprise to see a culture increasingly detaching itself from God, while simultaneously seeking spiritual answers. Elsewhere, Eric, look, when I read this article, I sort of thought, you have to be joking. We're coming into the Christmas season now. We're coming in a time when mums and dads, who uh, many times aren't even aware of the background of some of this uh, some of this material, are likely to pick up uh, gifts for their children and give it to their children, not realising what's actually behind it. Now, look... Are you noticing that uh, a lot of these uh, manifestations, a lot of this emphasis is starting to become a lot more mainstream now? Yeah, I think it's becoming more normal in the world today. I think uh, we're acclimatizing, if you like, to this, and it's been going on for quite a while. To me, I'm personally shocked uh, to to hear you read that out tonight. Um, you know, I was brought up with Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, and all those from yeah, Bolt Disney. Yeah, yeah. Harmless fun and, and made you laugh and, and follow the antics. But to see this taking place for children that are cult cards, I've met I've met people on the doors when I was selling Bibles door to door that were actually witches. I've met them uh, and white witches because they try and make it look, you know, cool to be a witch. You actually call a white witch, which is a witch that does good, you know. But uh, for children, uh, it just it just amazes me how the mind. This is obviously the mindset in the world that this doesn't really matter, yeah. and that's the real worry that what sort of what's it going to do to the children? Right? And it's it's brought in with like innocent fun, if you like, yeah. and it's so it's so hidden that maybe. Parents might not actually not actually realise what it is, and that and that I think is in fact the real problem because we're facing a uh, the contemporary world uh, is being laced with uh, issues that the parents themselves don't fully understand. They don't have the spiritual background. They don't have the uh, the religious knowledge to understand that, hey, this is actually, that there are actually different forces at work behind the scenes. There is a force for good. You know, Jesus Christ did come. Uh, there is a supernatural force for good, but there's also one uh, for evil. And, you know, Satan and the devil is very real. And uh, uh, these uh, these sources are actually negatively impacting uh, certainly uh, people's children. Uh, and you're right. Uh, I think a lot of uh, adults today uh, in the world that uh, don't follow the Christian belief uh, actually see going to get your palm read uh, and going and getting your cards read and tarot cards. They don't see it really as uh, as a significant danger to them. They They're looking for answers in their life if you yeah, like, yeah. and they turn into these things. I know they even have fears, you know, like markets where they actually place these people. I've been to yeah, I've been yeah. to the even the Adelaide show yeah. when that was running before COVID hit. You know, you'd go through and you'd actually see a little uh, a little stall there with a curtain on it and there would be a lady in there with a glass ball, you know. Uh, and people think it's just a bit of fun. But there's the danger, isn't it, that not understanding what's actually taking place when they go in there. 
And, and, and that is the brutal reality of what we're actually dealing with yeah. uh, right here. In fact, mm. you know, Eric, the thing that I would say is, hey, you know, as as parents, as grandparents, we have to be very careful these days about what we buy for our children for yeah. Christmas because it's not just these tarot cards that are, mm. you know, got Disney licensing pictures on them, uh, but rather, you know, I, I think of some of the uh, gaming technology that's yeah. out there. I mean, increasingly that's becoming uh, increasingly violent you're getting increasing amounts of the supernatural in there uh, sexuality is uh, you know is very strong and uh, you know as as parents and as uh, as grandparents i think we have to really examine very carefully what are the uh, gifts we're actually purchasing for our for our children because uh, you know you can actually say hey look this is just innocent fun when in actual fact uh, what's actually being presented is far more uh, than just uh, innocent fun yeah and times have changed so much you know whereas before you know you'd go out to the park and for holidays and play a bit of cricket and do this and that but now with the with the media that we've got and the the gaming that they've got now which is so sophisticated you know they even have uh, proper gaming chairs and the and the the um the tvs the the uh, stands are really built so that so that they, it brings it to life almost to them and they get caught up in what they're watching and yeah. the guns they use it's all it's it's incredibly Addictive, isn't it? But the hours they're spending on yeah, it is the, yeah, was the yeah. worry. And these things here are creeping in here uh, makes it even more evil that, that you know, that you, they can actually source this and put it into a, into children, what children are watching and listening yeah, to. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes, you know, as you said, if the parents don't understand where the power's coming from, where the source, what's behind it, where it's actually leading the children, then yeah. they, if the parents don't understand it, the children won't. Yeah, yeah. And they'll follow that. That's the danger. Yeah, yeah. You're We'd right. certainly encourage mm-hmm. uh, listeners to uh, to please, you know, as you, as you consider Christmas, as you consider buying gifts, uh, please uh, look very carefully uh, at what it is that you're uh, that you're actually providing, uh, because there are some things which are not uh, clearly itemised on the uh, on the surface. Mm. Uh, look, guys, let's come to some uh, uh, some music. This is Faith First, uh, and the the song is uh, Where There Is Faith. Beautiful, beautiful song.
was Faith First, Where There Is Faith. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful song that uh, that really is. Now, guys, look, we do have a, uh, a giveaway a book for you today. Uh, this book is uh, the book Messiah. Now, this is a, a contemporary English version uh, version of the book Desire of Ages. Now, Eric, look, tell us something. You've been dealing with books most of your, your life. Are you familiar with the book Messiah? Yeah, yeah, I've read it a few times, and uh, yeah, I find it very helpful. It describes, as you say, Desire of Ages about the life of Christ and really brings the life, the love of Christ through to its readers. In fact, we gave um, one to my son uh, many years ago, Stefan, and he still got it. I see it in his little library, and it's really good for the, for younger people to read as well. If people want a gift for Christmas, this would be a good one to give the to yeah, give a, a yeah, child. But yeah. I found it very good. It actually adds to what the Bible is teaching us, and it gives us another aspect of the love of Jesus. That's what I liked about yeah, this one, yeah. and the parables. Loved it. Yeah. This is mm. uh, this is actually one that I, uh, to me, uh, I'd actually recommend it. Look, if if you want to have a New Year's resolution and you want a book that you can mark, a book that you can can read through in. Uh, it, as you read the the scripture portions that it relates to, uh, this is a fantastic book. Look, this book will actually bring you closer to Jesus Christ. It's the sort of book that if you wanted to start the new year uh, with a resolution saying, I'm going to spend time with Jesus every day, and the book's entitled Messiah, uh, you uh, could just simply uh, grab uh, this book, read it along with the Gospels through 12 months, and you would have a fantastic uh, devotional time. I can guarantee uh, that you would be de- Deeply touched by everything that you'll actually read. Now, look, if you would like to uh, receive your own book, a uh, copy of Messiah, uh, the code is SA28, SA28, and what you need to do is to simply uh, text us uh, here at our studio number. Now, our studio number is 04888808011. That number again is 04888 80811 and all you need to do is just text us SA28 no gaps between any of that and uh, now we've got a wonderful robot we call him faithful uh, he's a fantastic little fellow and uh, he will come back to you uh, he'll he'll uh, he'll text you ask you for some details get those details off you uh, so that uh, we can get this uh, book to you in the fastest possible way uh, that number again is 0488 80811 and the code is just simply SA28 and uh, you'll be contacted by our bot, our robot called Faithful, a lovely, a lovely fellow. Um, please, um, if you'd like that book, Messiah. Uh, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, a big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is uh, Eric Hoare. Now Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Now this week we look at the Bible and the paranormal in a faithless world. Yesterday, Nick and Will looked at, is the paranormal just innocent fun? Today, uh, we want to uh, look at the issue of Halloween. Now, we've already looked at uh, uh, this um, news item. It's only just come up about the villain's tarot cards that have been uh, licensed by uh, uh, by Disney, and uh, that's incredibly challenging. But, of course, one of the other very real issues that's becoming more and more uh, evidenced in Australia is this issue of, uh, of Halloween. Uh, you know, Halloween in Australia uh, does, going mainstream, does have 
its, its challenges. You know, it's got uh, American roots, so it hasn't taken off quite as fast as what some people had hoped. And yet, as the years pass, it's more and more becoming part of the uh, of the childhood scene here in Australia. Uh, and yet, behind it, it's got some incredibly dark themes uh, that really concern a lot of. Christian parents. Uh, and then, of course, you know, it's, there's a practical issue involved as well. It involves children knocking on strangers' doors, requesting lollies to consume. Uh, you know, uh, to me, that's something that, you know, should be blowing uh, alarm bells, uh, certainly in the day and age in which we are, uh, we are living. But uh, Eric, look, help us out on this particular issue. You know, how should we regard Halloween and why so? Well, Halloween is uh, is, is an American custom. Uh, it's interesting the background to Halloween, and we'll have a look at that shortly. But you know, this is this uh, softening of the mind towards ghosts and uh, and witches and spiritual things. You know, the way people think about those things has been happening for many years. I remember, and I guess you do too, Pastor Gary. Remember Casper, and I think he's still around. Oh, I do it's actually. I mean, books. I grew I grew up with Casper uh, in yep. black and white, though. Yeah, that's right. And also, you know, we had bewitched. I used yeah. to with a lady that used to wiggle her nose, and yeah. then uh, yeah. the things would happen. Now she was a witch. We had, we have today Harry Potter, which a lot of children follow. I mean, you know, the books outsell many, many th- top uh, of the list, and and the uh, the films make it. She's made a fortune out of writing those, and yet people were all caught up with Harry Potter and think it's a fun thing to watch, this yeah. magical things. Yeah. And so this is tied up too, I think, with what we're talking about tonight about Halloween, how that's influencing people's lives. So what is actually Halloween? Uh, it's grown in popularity, it seems, uh, all the time. Uh, I was in uh, Kmart the other week and saw all the, uh, before Halloween started, saw all the stuff they had there. They had uh, cobwebs, pretended cobwebs there. They had witches' hats. They had pumpkins with our eyes cut out for children to use. So where did it all come from? Uh, well, it's it's interesting, Pastor Gary, that there was an old Celtic occult festival at the end of summer in the Northern Hemisphere called Sawin, or the Festival of the Dead. And uh, the Celtics were concerned that the spirits or ghosts of the dead might rise from their graves and play tricks on them or take some of the living with them. So on this night, they wore costumes to disguise themselves as ghosts or one of the dead and burnt bonfires to ward off the evil spirits. So that was way back in the old Celtic occult festival at the end of summer. Then, more than a thousand years later, the medieval Christian church incorporated this pagan festival with their whole holy day for the faithful who had died. Now the word hallow is a name for a holy person or a saint, and All Hallows Day or All Saints Day is celebrated on the 1st of November. So now we know that Halloween is on the 31st of October, the night before All Hallows Day. So the word Halloween is the joining of the two words Hallows and Eve, which becomes Halloween. The ancient pagan festival of the dead merged with a medieval Christian celebration for the departed saints. We're actually talking here about dead people and the raising of dead people. Yeah, that's yeah. where it all starts from. And when you look at this, you sort of start to say, "Hey, you know, there are some certainly traditions involved in Halloween that are not just um, op- that are thoroughly opposed." 
to Christianity. It's not mm. just something that is uh, perhaps, you know, uh, on the sideline of Christianity. This is something that's actually opposed to well, Christianity. Well, today, they, you know, you see, you know, children get dressed up in these things and they go out collecting lollies and, uh, and they think it's harmless fun. But is it harmless fun? And what does the Bible actually say about it, you know, about this sort of activity? Uh, what is it promoting? It's actually promoting the, the celebration of the raising of the dead, of dead spirits, if you like, bringing them back yeah. up. This is yeah. what it's talking about. And, of course, within the Bible, there mm. uh, there is a resurrection of the dead at the end of time yep. where those who have been faithful are resurrected. But uh, the spirits, there is uh, – there are no – the spirits in the Bible – come from another source other than dead people. That's right. There's, when you die, the dead do not live on. They don't return to their homes. There's many texts in the Bible that talk about this very thing when, it, when, it's, when it's looking about the state of the dead. But this is something that uh, Satan has promoted and uh, talked about. If we look at Deuteronomy eight ten to 12, it says, Let no one be found amongst you who practice divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or cast spell, or who is a medium or spiritualist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does, does these things is detestable to the Lord. So these, this is clear that we need to stay away from these things, that these things here are brought about by a different power. Uh, this is brought about by Satan to fool people and to think that that the, you can talk to the dead, that the dead will live, that when you die you live on. It's talking about the immortal soul. And the yeah. Bible is clear about this, that the soul dies, yeah. uh, that we return to the grave. And that, that, that what you've just said there is so foundational to all we're actually talking about here. You know, Eric, one of the most beautiful things that uh, I, as, as a pastor, uh, am able to present to people from time to time is the beauty of the resurrection. Uh, you know, as I think of uh, John chapter, chapter 5, 28 and 29, there's a passage here that I think really challenges uh, so much of contemporary theology. This is what it says. Uh, Christ is speaking to his disciples and he says, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves, now notice this, people who are dead are in their graves, uh, all who are in their graves will hear his voice. They will come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you find is that uh, this is in the context of an end time resurrection. When Christ comes again, there's going to be a resurrection. People are going to be called out of the grave and uh, as a result they're going to be, there is going to be rewards uh, for those who have done right and for and condemnation for those who have done wrong. Uh, you know, to me, this is so important, this, this key understanding, because uh, the spirits that are actually being referred to in so many uh, non-biblical religions are in fact the spirits of, uh, uh, of another force. That's right. And the thing is too, Pastor Gary, that uh, it's very a subtle approach here that Satan's got because if he can bring in these practices we're talking about, about Halloween and things where people see nothing wrong with what they're doing. I mean, I don't know about you, Pastor Gary, but if I uh, uh, put ghoulish face on my children and and uh, did all that sort of stuff and, and uh, had blood running out of their cheeks and, you know, pretended blood and sent them off to collect lollies, what is it actually 
doing? What is it promoting? What it's actually doing here, Eric, isn't it, is to, is to normalise something that is not normal. And uh, to me, I, I'm sort of, I'm really conscious. I, I did some study a little while ago and uh, presented uh, on a number of occasions on the, the whole subject of video gaming mm-hmm. and uh, the impact that video gaming was actually having on young people today. And uh, actually, one point I actually shared with parents, and uh, I actually, uh, and I said to uh, uh, to parents, I said, and and I didn't play these games. I actually went from the uh, um, from the manufacture from the reviews uh, that had been written about it. So I knew a fair bit about the games, but I had never played them myself. And uh, I said to the parents on on one particular occasion, I said, "Look, do you realise that?" And I named the uh, particular game. I said that as you get into the upper levels, that you're able to freely rape. Um, uh, a woman. Well, this really shocked parents because they had high school level uh, boys, and particularly who were uh, who had never told them that at the upper levels you were actually able to to, to rape uh, a woman. Now, this absolutely horrified them. But I actually challenged them. I said, "Look, please go and find out what is actually in uh, your children's games because that is actually causing a conditioning type process, and, and that so much of what's occurring in the media today is actually." A conditioning type process, and uh, I certainly challenged them at that time to please, please go and, and just find out what is in your. And and a number of them have actually come back to me and said, "Hey, you know, I really appreciated the presentation." I agree with you, Pastor Gary, I, and I think that before the end of time, before Jesus comes back, which is very, very soon, I think we're going to see more, more of this, um, uh, uh, the customary acceptance by people in the world of of these things about talking to the dead and and trying to find eternal life that way. And and um, you know, years ago, I remember listening to the song Hotel California. I used to love that song, but when I looked at the words and realised that it was talking about being drawn to a place, drawn to a hotel, and when you entered in there, you could couldn't leave and the light went out and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit was not served there anymore. I suddenly, it, it, it's all figured out now that, that it's talking there about you're being drawn by the devil to a place where the the dead are and there'll be no more Holy Spirit, there'll be no more Spirit there. Yeah. And I used to love that song. I used, yeah. to my, I used to play it. In fact, I can think of the tune and still have it in my mind yeah. even today. Yeah. But I realize now that what that, what that actually means, when you don't know the meaning of something or what's behind it you can be drawn into it and children are susceptible to that but also adults who who are not have their eyes open yeah. to what's actually going on this is Halloween is a celebration of the dead it's talking about the dead being raised again it's talking about ghosts and spirits and yeah. witches yeah. and dressing ch- uh, children up as witches and Harry Potter uh, and it's, know, it's presented as fun as innocent and yet this is something that is not fun. It is not innocent. In fact, the scriptures are incredibly clear. You know, continually what you find is that the scriptures are speaking, saying, stay well away from it. Don't touch it. Abandon it. Move away from it because it will get you in. And, uh, and to me, as I, uh, um, as I realize what's actually being said, you know, it, it, this actually applies to so much that's in our contemporary world. And, uh, and I think Halloween is certainly just the, one of the more recent innovations in this country. Certainly when I was, uh, growing up as a young person, certainly Halloween was something that was, occurred over there in America, but certainly didn't occur here in Australia. 
Australia. Mm. Uh, and so that was something that we, my family, didn't have to deal with when I was growing up. Mm. When uh, my children were uh, uh, were growing up, uh, that was something that was starting to, to come in, but it still hadn't come to the point of being uh, generally, generally accepted. And I knew the background, knew the history, so I certainly didn't encourage it. And uh, uh, and we certainly uh, moved on very, very quickly. But I'm so conscious that today the real challenge is that many parents don't actually realise the history and the background and what is actually being said. And uh, uh, and as a result, uh, their defences are right down. Well, when I became a Christian pastor, Gary, and, and stopped doing some of the practices of the world, a lot of friends came up to me and said, you know, it must be pretty boring being a Christian and not yeah. doing some of these things that, you know, that we're doing. And, and yet I found more life and more more happiness yeah. in, in what I'm doing now because um, uh, what what does this sort of practice do? You know, what is it promoting? It's promoting evilness. It's promoting ghoulishness. And it, 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 it actually makes um, children and, and adults want to see more of, of ghost stories. I mean, there's even a new one come out now called Ghostbusters, yeah. which is quite a fun thing if, People watch that, but they don't understand the what's actually behind it all. And, and, and of course, this is a first step into something. I mean, yeah. I, I think of the the horror genre uh, that is actually out there in the uh, in th- in theaters, and uh, the number of people who are actually uh, into the horror genre and the impact that that actually has on their mind, because yes. this is mind altering material. That's right. Um, it's interesting. I read a uh, study on this, and it said that the more you watch things like this and uh, and accept what is behind it. The more you become, more like it. Yeah, and that's the problem that carries on. I mean, even. Uh, Coloss- uh, the Bible has many things to say about uh, this sort of subject. It talks about in Colossians 2.8, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy or empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elementary spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. So what the world is presenting as normal isn't according to what Christ presents to us. Mm. I think that's so important to take a lot of the things. Another one says in First Corinthians 10, 21, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of the demons. Mm. So if you're a practicing Christian and following these things, you do not accept the practices of the evil one. Mm. And this is where the devil has really uh, turned the, you know, he's trying to deceive the world in a subtle way. I mean, if if parents were brought up with something so ghoulish that they would say, no, this is not for my children, they would reject it. Yeah. And that's how he works. He brings it in subtly in yeah. a roundabout fun way yeah. until it's actually suddenly they're partaking of it. Indeed. And, that, and that's yeah. the problem we've yeah. got. You know? Eric, look, let's come to some, some music. I'm conscious that our time is starting to come away from us. Uh, let's come to Kevin uh, Coyle. Uh, the, the Christmas season is, is upon us. So let's uh, uh, celebrate just, just a little bit of the Christmas season. Oh, holy night. Uh, love uh, this particular carol.
A beautiful, a beautiful uh, song. Look, folks, we do have a giveaway, a book uh, for you today. That uh, book, again, is the book Messiah. Now, this is a, uh, a very uh, contemporary language a version of the book Desire of Ages. Desire of Ages was written back in about the uh, uh, 1880s. Uh, it's a really fantastic, uh, particularly a devotional book. Uh, if you want to read something that's going to bring you closer to Jesus Christ over the next 12 months, this is the book to, to grab. Uh, now, you can can read this book along with uh, the scriptures that each of the chapters refers to. Each chapter will take a portion of Christ's life. It might be the uh, the Beatitudes. It might be the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, it'll talk about that particular chapter. You can read that chapter at the same time. This is a fantastic devotional book uh, for your uh, for your morning or your evening devotional time. Uh, you can mark it. Look, if you would like a fantastic little devotional book, this is the one uh, to to pick up uh, the book. Book's called Messiah. Uh, now, if you want that, all you need to do is to contact us here uh, at uh, at our studio. Now, you need to text us um, our code. Now, the code is SA twenty eight SA two eight. No gaps between any of that. 
and uh, uh, and all you need to do uh, is to uh, text us here at o four triple eight. 80811 so that number again is uh, 048880811 with just the code SA28 that's all you need to say and then uh, that will prompt our a robot called Faithful uh, he'll contact you and he'll ask the uh, the for the information that we need to be able to get this book to you in the fastest uh, possible way 048880 Eight oh eight eleven, and you'll love uh, this uh, this devotional book. Uh, now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is uh, Eric Hoare. Now Eric ministers to the Adelaide uh, Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church. Uh, this week we're looking at the Bible and the paranormal in a faithless world. Uh, yesterday, uh, Nick and Will uh, looked at uh, is the paranormal just innocent fun? Today we're asking, what about Halloween? How should I regard Halloween? Eric, really appreciate what it is you're actually saying. We've got about uh, 10 minutes to to, to run um, at uh, this end of our program. Uh, what else is there we need to know? Well, the Bible gives a clear warning to us who are living in the last days about this topic we're talking about tonight. There's three short verses here. The first is First Timothy 4 verse 1. It says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons. Ephesians five fifteen to 16 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time because the days of evil. And lastly, Mark 7.13, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and many such things you all do. So there's a clear warning here that these things that we, these practices, that if we start to sort of move into those areas, it can take us away from Christ Himself. It can, um, it can be a part, a process of actually moving away from the spiritual world of Jesus Christ into another spiritual world of the devil. We must be very careful, uh, with our children as well who are being brought up that they see what is actually going on here. There's a bigger picture. Uh, there is. This and this bigger all. picture is actually so important there, Eric, because there is a spiritual Spiritual realm that is presented to us in the uh, in the scriptures that is not obvious to uh, to the big wide world who simply uh, says a science cannot prove this. Uh, the reality is, you know, my, uh, Eric. One of the things that I'm really conscious of is that I've certainly uh, got some friends who have certainly worked in places like Papua New Guinea and third world countries. Mm. And uh, in in these country in countries, if you start to talk to them about the spirit world. They don't need any convincing. Mm. Uh, they no. they know that this is something that they have experienced. They mm. know that this is incredibly real. Yes. In our country here, uh, we like to say, no, 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 that can't be scientifically chosen, so, so therefore it doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, and that, of course, is nonsense mm. uh, because the reality is there is so much that we don't know, that we don't understand that does exist. And mm. this is certainly something that's presented to us in the Word of God. And the Word of God is very 
clear. It says stay away from it and don't become part of it. Yeah, it, it says even don't even go and look there. Yeah. Don't even go anywhere near it. Why? Because you can be pulled into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like um, the positiveness of what Jesus tells us in Luke ten nineteen to 20. It says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on the serpents and the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So it's telling us here that we have nothing to fear from anything. As long as we follow Christ, he gives us the authority. He gives us the power to stand clear. And surely in the last days before Jesus come, we should be expounding the goodness and grace and following that rather than being caught up in these other traditions that are here mm. on this earth. That's one of the things. Another one says in Proverbs 3, 5 to 8, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding or how you think about things. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from the evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. You know, Pastor Gary, my grandchildren don't go trick-or-treating. They don't uh, have anything to do with Halloween um, and we, we you know and they they understand that we don't have any part in that and and I think that's a good thing I think as Christians we need to pass on that to our children and our grannies and and teach them that look these practices here are just following another power the world may be caught up in it but don't follow the big mob follow the small mob follow the narrow path not the big path that mm. all the others mm. are on because that's not the way to go yeah. and Christ talks about the two paths to stay on his path he gives us the the best things in life we don't need these other things to have joy in our lives we have the joy of Christ in our lives yeah no that's that's a beautiful picture isn't it because you know as I look at the the word of God uh, you know it takes nothing away from us that is actually beneficial for us mm. and uh, it's when I, I realized that that you sort of you say hey the things that it's so easy to grasp after are often so damaging to me in the long term and that's mm. what scripture is trying to do it's trying to give me a better way I have come that they might have life and they might have it more mm. abundantly you know mm. I love the way scripture actually presents that uh, because it, it puts together a package uh, that is really second to none that's right. And the thing is, Pastor Gary, that often sinful things appeal to us. It appeals to our desires, things that are kind of hidden and, and uh, seem to draw us. I don't know. It's, it seems to draw us that way. Uh, but God doesn't force us to follow him. He presents us the way he does. The only one we can trust in this world is Jesus Christ. The only way we're saved through this through this world is through Jesus Christ. And the one who has the best intentions for us is Jesus Christ. He has our heart in his hands. He knows what's best for us. So if we follow him, he will give us all the blessings we need. And we don't understand all the things that are happening today or what's gonna what's happening around us, but we know that if we trust him, he will look after us. We don't need to and when we have our eyes open and see that, then we see what's happening over here and we say, look, that's not what we should be doing. Our children shouldn't be involved with that. So let's just stay away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's brilliant counsel. You know, to, to me, the Bible is such an amazing guidebook. Uh, you mm. know, to actually say, you know, life comes with an owner's manual. 
Yes. And uh, when, yeah. when it's you. It's our GPS. It's our GPS. Through you know, to, to me, I, I cannot understand, you know, people struggle so much with this book, but I just simply turn around and say, hey, you know, to an, to an individual who doesn't understand uh, an owner's manual, they don't understand what life is actually all about. Uh, and uh, this is so wonderful. Uh, look, Eric, I'm conscious that our time is almost up. I'm just wondering, how would you feel about praying uh, for our people uh, out there in the, uh, who, are, who are listening to us today? Mm, okay. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that we can come into prayer tonight with you. Thank you that we serve a living God, a God who created us, who knows us, who is always with us, and who is going to come back again at the end of time. Lord, we know that there are things in this world that may take us away from you, and sometimes, Lord, we don't recognize them. Some of these things may seem like fun and harmless, But, Lord, there is a reason behind such things, such traditions. And we pray, Lord, that our eyes are open tonight as to where these traditions come from. And, Lord, we need to stay close to you, that each day, Lord, you will open our eyes even more to what is happening around us, that we might accept Jesus more and more into our life, that we will become more like you. So I just pray for the listeners tonight, Lord, as they contemplate uh, traditions such as Halloween, to understand what is happening in this world, the fight between good and evil. It's hidden, Lord. Sometimes we don't see the battle, but it's all around us. Thank you for Jesus tonight, the only one that loves us, the only one that never changes, the one that is coming back soon for us all. So bless us all, Lord. Bless our listeners, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when Pastor David Butcher will be joining with me and we chat on uh, what does the Bible say about astrology, channeling and mediums. I really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God... Richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.